Hello and welcome to the Pink She-Wolf podcast where we help you create a better business and personal life with your significant other. I'm your host Laura Watkins. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to this week's show. I am very excited for today's guests. Um, We've been trying to find a good date that we can all talk for a little while. So I'm super excited that we're all here and all feeling well and um, able to do this today. So I've got with me Cara and Chandler, who are brother and sister-in-law from the Monkey Creative. So we've got a bit of a different relationship going on today. So hi, guys. How are you? Good. Doing well. Excited to be here. Yeah, good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you very much for asking. Um, so would you like to start off just about um, what your business does and who you are? Sure. I'll go ahead and get started. So uh, we are a digital marketing and web design company. We offer um, basically every service you can think of that has to do with a strong online presence. So from social media management to uh, creating and developing websites for folks of all all, you know, industry and business of all sizes and kinds. Um, we provide all of those different services to allow people to go through one person, one kind of a one-stop shop rather than having 10 different freelancers on email all day long. So we're trying to simplify that process for entrepreneurs and small businesses. It is really annoying running your own business and, you know, needing to talk to one person about doing this design aspect and then, okay, well, they can't do that now. So let me go and talk to this person. So it must be really handy for people to have that all in a one-stop shop. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that a lot of our work um, allows it allows us to be stronger too across everything because the more that we know your brand and we understand your messaging, the more that that comes through in everything that we do, right? You're not having to explain it over and over and trying to help other people understand. Once we've got it, we can put that uh, to use throughout all the projects we do for you. So we, yeah, we love being able to provide so much for folks. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and you said just before we started recording that your whole company works remotely as well. That's correct. Yes, we've got uh, contractors all over America. Primarily, we've got um, someone in New York, Birmingham, Alabama, Seattle, Toledo, Ohio, Boise, Idaho. Um, I'm in Missouri. So uh, we have a team of contractors and each of our contractors is specialized. They're really, you know, handy at one particular thing. And then they're also cross trained to be able to support each other. So uh, we try to also create an awesome experience for our team who would otherwise be the freelancers, right? People would be working with individual web designers and digital marketers. Um, and instead of having kind of that individual freelance experience, they get to work as part of a team and um, kind of enjoy best of both worlds, I like to say. Yes, awesome. I think um, when you work on your own, especially kind of doing something that can be done remotely, you can really become like a little hermit by yourself and you don't get to speak to other people sometimes unless they're clients. So it's nice to have other working relationships with other people that even if they are remote, you can, you know, pop them an email and be like, oh, this is what I'm working on or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I'm, I'm definitely the type that needs that. So to be able to work online, that, that's an important aspect of it for me is that team feeling, that community. Awesome. Um, so I mentioned in the intro as well that you're in-laws. So how did this all come about that you ended up working together? So I started dating Kaylee, which is my partner now. And she was working for someone called Jess, who kind of had this the same business. Um, she had um, an online virtual assistant business um, who 
was her brother's partner at the time. And so also her brother's partner, Kara, was also working for Jess at the time. And so when I met Kaylee, I started working for Jess. (laughs) (laughs) From there, uh, I think, I don't know how long Kara worked for her, but I worked for her about for a year until I started to realize that I could kind of create my own thing um, and Kara realized the same thing and we were going to help each other kind of start our own things. And then from that point, we're like, well, let's just merge and see what we can come up with together. Um, and then we broke off and, and created our own thing there. Um, but so, yeah, so it was my, so Kaylee's brother, Paul, <laughs> his partner, Jess had the original business where we kind of met and, and started the business from there. Wow, so you definitely got like a whole family <laughs> group going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what's it like all working together and having these kind of different ideas and you know putting them all in one big pot and mixing them all up? It can always be interesting. <laughs> I think it was I think it was hard at first just because I I think we were both worried about stepping on toes cuz like she kind of taught us this stuff but we also brought in our own knowledge so it wasn't like we were completely like recreating what she had created um so it was definitely weird to want want to create your own thing but also because you care about these people not step on any toes or cross any boundaries so it was really hard to find that balance um as we moved forward with the business but i think that like after we got past the initial awkwardness kara and i definitely found like our 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 place our niche in working together and have found a really good balance with it all. What's your take on working together, Cara? Um, we're very different people. Um, and I think it's I think it's perfect that we are kind of married into the same family, um, where we that kind of creates an extra layer of separation. Like, uh, you know, we're not directly brother and sister. And so we didn't grow up together. We, you know, we are still getting to know each other through our family. Um, and that is, makes it kind of a pleasant personal relationship, but then, um, it also like having that kind of foundation for our relationship helps to kind of pad our business partner relationship, I would say. So, um, so for example, if it was, you know, just any old person that I was working with, if they said, you know, my, my family's got functions going on, or I've got too many things going on. I I think it's easier for me to be empathetic and for me to, to be understanding and supportive of any time that each of us takes off because we know, like I know his partner and deeply, you know, like I'm good friends with Kaylee and I know his family, obviously that he's spending time with. And so I think that it helps to have our lives intertwined in that way. It kind of creates more, um, more of a relationship, especially because we are remote. We don't live in the same place. So that, you know, that all makes it feel a little bit closer, a little bit more um, grounded, you know, yeah, just more of a foundation for our business partner relationship. I think it's just been a positive for us, really. Awesome. You both sound very happy about the whole situation. So that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I guess I'd say too, like it does come with cons of, um, you know, I think that like when our families do get together, Chandler and I have to work hard to not talk business and to not um, like let any of our kinds of, you know, like shared excitement when we're in the same place. We typically are in the same place for a family function. So if we're excited to talk about things or if we, you know, have got things going on with the business, I think at least I struggle to not bring it up in the middle of a 
you know, family game night or something, because it's, it's such an important part of our life. And, um, and it's kind of ironic that the time we spend in person is almost never business. It's, you know, almost always family time. So that's kind of different. And I find from coaching like couples that work together, that's the biggest thing they say is trying to separate kind of home from business. And I think it's just about being strict with yourself. It's like, no, that's not what we're doing right now. So I'm not going to mention that, not going to bring it up. We've got a time and a place to talk about that, you know, later, tomorrow, next week, wherever it might be. Mm-hmm, definitely it's important just for that mental space I think it's really important yeah absolutely and I think our, our partners are careful about that too they are actual siblings you know they grew up together and so I find that they almost never talk business or talk about our business because um because they are I think the separation there to where you know Keely can be Chandler's um kind of go-to if he's having a long day or frustrations with work or whatever she can kind of be his outlet and Caleb, my husband, can be my outlet, um, but they don't really speak about it because it's it's creating that separation for their own relationship, which I think is is really wise of them. They, there was never explicit conversation about that. I think they're just, um, you know, kind of in tune with the importance of that separation, which I appreciate. Yeah, sounds like it. That's good. Uh, so what does a typical day look like for you in your business, if there is such a thing as a typical day? So for me... I mean, so it depends from day to day, right? Sometimes you get up at 6 a.m. and and you work through the motions and sometimes you sleep until 10. (laughs) Um, If it's an ideal day, (laughs) I generally get up and clear all. So we work in a sauna, um, clear all of the inboxes, the messages and all that, make sure all of our client client tasks are delegated out. Everything is good there. Um, And then generally the middle portion of our day is either checking in with each other um, with a call or we have client calls that we have to check in with. Um, But generally I try to um, do something personal before I work, whether that's exercise, meditation, or something along those lines, just to clear my head a little bit. Um, I'm definitely a workaholic, so it's hard for me not to jump right into work and just work straight through the day. Um, so I have to really make an effort to find the times for myself in my day. Um, and then generally, depending on the work schedules, um, whenever Kaylee rolls home, <laughs> um, the day ends and, and the evening the evening pursues. But <laughs> Kara, what about you? Same. I, I mean, working from home, I need to have my space put together. So I start by doing dishes and like today I got laundry started and um and I find that I work much better if I'm not trying to work those things into my work day and I just get it done in the morning and don't have to think about it. And then, um, yeah, same. I jump on. I, I like the morning of kind of getting caught up and, and clearing through everything to try to figure out what is my priority today? What's my focus going to be? Um, that's one thing about being an entrepreneur that I think takes some time is you're creating a job for yourself, you know? So you have to think through like at the beginning it's very abstract and you do you know maybe 20 different things throughout your day but as you go um it narrows down a little bit and you start to recognize what the best use of your time is each day and um and get better at kind of getting like jumping in and getting a lot more done so um you know we've been like Chandler was saying we kind of merged our our freelance clients a year ago um and have been kind of building this foundation for our company and it's it's still small but we're growing really quickly and um it's going really well, but I think we are at a point where Chandler and I know what our jobs are, which is nice. It's nice to be able to sit down and have a good sense of what your 
what you're doing with your time that day. So, um, so yeah, I enjoy that right now at this point in our business and my kind of day to day is that I know, <laughs> I know what I'm doing each day, which yeah. feels good. So. You mentioned there that you kind of know what your <laughs> jobs are now. So was that a really conscious effort from both of you to go, okay, I'm going to take this side of the business and you can do that. Or is it one of those things that has just kind of come together over the course of running the business? I think that, um, Initially, I think we probably had a brief conversation about the things that we liked to do. Um, but coming together, I was I wanted to do my own web design thing. Kara wanted to do her own social media marketing thing. So we had already kind of created lines without even talking about it. And then as it, time went on, um, we kind of just grabbed the tasks that we enjoyed. And there were really no tasks left. Like I enjoy doing, you know, the finance side of things and Kara enjoys managing, you know, the contractors and all that. And it kind of fell into this, this really happy place. We never really had to fight for something or anything like that. I think it came together really nicely, honestly. That is so unlike me and John working together. (laughs) (laughs) We both don't like doing the finance stuff at all. So, yeah, we pay someone else to do that because it's not worth the arguments we're going to (laughs) have. You mentioned Asana. I was going to ask, how do you manage running, you know, all of these people that are all over the country and the world? But then Asana must be the answer to it. It is. Yes, we it took us a little bit of time to develop it and form it in a way that works for us, but we I feel like we finally got it honed in um and we have a really good system down for for Asana right now. And I was just going to say too, I think we're really um we make a big effort to make all of our notes go through Asana. I think in some companies they have Slack and then they text each other and they are also emailing each other and we try really hard to keep all of our communication tightened down and in one spot. Um, and I think that makes everything a lot more effective too. If it's, it's easy to reference notes and, you know, easy to not get lost when there is so much happening and you never get to see someone face to face. And so, you know, it has to be strong communication all the time. So yeah, we rely heavily on Asana and I've been really happy with it. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with that. If you've got everything in one place, it makes it so much easier. Like if you're trying to search mm-hmm. for something and you're like, I know I've seen it somewhere, but it might be in an email. It might be in a text. It might be on a WhatsApp message and you've got to look in all these different places. It's chaos. Whereas yeah, if it's all in that one, that one tool, whatever it might be, makes everything super easy. Yeah, definitely. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received, either in life or in business? There's always a pause after I ask this question. (laughs) (laughs) Jill, I'll let you go first. Do you have something in Um, mind? I don't. I had something in mind beforehand and it's escaping (laughs) me. I can go. I I think that the most important thing for me is – Um, And dealing with clients, and like I said, we have all different kinds of clients. We've got people who are, you know, kind of a one-person shop where they're doing everything, and um, and I think it's kind of takes a certain personality to do that. You know, you got to control so many different things. So um, whether we're working with that kind of person or working with a team of ten people who are, you know, a small business trying to get all their different pieces together, I am a very emotional, empathetic person. And so as I talk to different people throughout my day, it can be hard for me to not let those conversations sway how I'm feeling. Like it's kind of like you hear, you know, Uber drivers or taxi drivers talk about getting exhausted from the energy that people bring into their car and like one person after another. And so some days, you know, if I've got five calls in a row, I'll really drain myself if I'm kind of putting my whole self into those phone calls. So 
one thing that I've learned is to try to neutralize some of that and to not let my day be controlled by what's going on with the people I'm working with. Um, whether that's clients or contractors, you, you know, you kind of, um, you have to take it all with a grain of salt. And for example, um, people might email and if they see, you know, if they think they see a typo on something, they might email us in all caps with exclamation points and they're very stressed out and understandably so like that's, you know, their big project. Um, but then they might email five minutes later going, oh, sorry, I misread it, you know, and suddenly everything is diffused. And so if I open that first email and let myself, um, you know, kind of blow up in my head and get so nervous and anxious and want to, you know, make sure everything's okay. Um, it completely throws me off for, you know, the next three hours of not being able to focus and that's not effective. So, um, so that's been my most important lesson in working with people, especially because it is a lot of online communication, a lot of emailing and not everyone is skilled at, you know, emailing in a way that's effectively communicating what they want to communicate. So, um, so that's been a, a big learning tool for me. Awesome. Have you thought of one Chandler? Don't worry if you haven't. Um, I don't remember if it's something that I've I read or something that I've heard. Um, but one thing that has stood out to me is not letting yourself grow too quickly and knowing that that's okay. <laughs> I've, I've found that we're growing at a great pace and there's always that voice in my head that's, we could be going faster. Like, what if we could do this and this and this? Um, but then I realized we wouldn't be able to sustain the other side of things. So being able to take a step back and realize that progress has to happen at a certain rate and it's happening at a good pace. And if it happens any faster, it wouldn't be sustainable and being able to um, be okay with how everything is going. Um, I'd say has been my biggest lesson. Awesome. They're both really good things that you, that are pretty simple, both of them, but that you need to remember and that they're easy to forget. So they're really important little tips to remember. So as I coach couples that work together and most of the people listening to this either want to start a business or are running a business already, a lot of that does involve marketing. So have you got any little top tips you could share with us either about design or, you know, what we would need to provide to you as, um, you know, designers and marketing people what would your dream client come to you and, you know, go help me with this? What would they have? Karen, do you want to jump in or do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I can start. That's a great question. Um, I think that one thing with marketing that people struggle with or a lot of our clients struggle with is is they kind of, they want to see the immediate results. And so sometimes, you know, they might do something like, um, like they want to run a paid ad campaign on a Facebook page or they've never posted anything else. Right. Um, and, you know, I've kind of been trained that you need to build up an organic following and a little bit of a, a basis for your data, a basis for your online presence, for your Facebook page, um, before you start throwing a lot of money into ad work. That's just not the most effective way to do it, you know? Um, and so I think that comes from a, a desire to have immediate results and immediate success. And I think that one of the things I encourage people to to have in mind when they start looking into doing some marketing is to just be patient and to be flexible and um, to be ready to pivot, right? Like if there's something that's not working correctly. Um, it is kind of a game of, of data and seeing what works and what doesn't work and, um, and not kind of getting fixated on certain ideas about what your audience wants to hear, but rather paying attention to what's working and, and what they 
you know, what the numbers say that they really want to hear or what, it, what was working, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I think is an important thing to keep in mind. I also think that the sky's the limit, right? So folks will come with us, come to us and they say, okay, I want to do everything. And if I, <laughs> once I've spent some time listing out what that actually means to me, when they say that they go, okay, just kidding. Like, let's pick three things, you know, there's way too much. So I definitely, um, I definitely want people to to recognize there's not one right way to do everything. And, um, you know, social media is one tool, but email marketing is another awesome tool or, you know, creating landing pages and funnels and those kinds of things. They're, they're all important and working together. Um, if you have the money and time and, you know, the budget to do so, that's great. Um, otherwise, I think it's it's good to to try a little bit of everything and, and see what makes the most sense moving forward. So, um, so just having an openness, right. And kind of not letting yourself get too hung up on particular marketing schemes that you've heard or, or ideas, you know, everyone online is an expert. And so I think people get very hung up on certain ideas and I would just encourage people to be open-minded with their marketing. Yeah. I would just add a little bit about branding when you come to us or whoever you're going to just try to be open about it. A lot of people come forward and they're like, I, a pine cone is my logo and it needs to be chartreuse because that's my favorite color. In all reality, that's not going to be, you know, the best for, you know, your target demographic, right? And so just having a little bit of openness with that goes a long way um, when, when we're trying to create the vision, your vision to the best of our ability, um, but also make it something that's going to work. Um, so I was just being open with branding and listening to what, you know, your brand positioner has to offer is huge. That's some good advice there. Um, what are your dreams and ambitions going forwards? Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's been hard for us because, um, well, like we've both kind of, part of the reason we love this work and chase after this work and want, want to see this work for us is because it offers so much flexibility and, um, and, both of our partners have their own careers that are taking them in different directions. And so, um, so it allows us to, to be flexible, to support our partners and to continue to build this business kind of, you know, obviously no matter where we live or, um, you know, what our partner's up to, we, as long as we have a laptop and Wi-Fi, we're good to go. Um, and that's kind of a powerful thing. So at this point, um, I think we're remaining flexible, but we have talked about some different things. Like we've talked about opening, a coffee shop where we would have a workspace for our monkey creative folks. We've talked about um, doing some extensive online courses to where we could offer a lot more tools to our clients. I think that would be really fun. Um, and hopefully over time, you know, we can figure out which of those ideas makes the most sense with our life. You know, we um, keep moving around to different places and, um, and I think that that's okay. Like sometimes I get discouraged, like, oh, if we just had an office, we could do so much more. But really, what we've accomplished without an office is pretty remarkable. So I think I think we're doing okay. And um, I don't know, Chandler, am I leaving anything out? That no, we've I think about? you pretty much covered it. I think that a big part of, yeah, our lives right now are the flexibility to see our partners succeed. So being able to work in something that allows that has been really cool for us. Fab. Um, so where could people get in touch with you if they want to? Yeah, so we have just our website, which is themonkeycreative.com. And then our email is hello at themonkeycreative.com. And then all of our social links um, are on our website. So if you want to browse those, you're certainly welcome. (laughs) 
<laughs> fab i'll pop a link to your website in the show notes below so you'll be able to find it nice and quickly if you would like to get in touch um, it has been great to talk to you guys there are definitely some good little uh, tips and tricks in this episode awesome yeah thanks thank so much you, yeah. thank so much for having us appreciate it. thank you so much for coming on Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pink Shoe Wolf podcast. All information and resources from this episode can be found in the show notes below. Remember, sharing is caring. So if you have enjoyed this show, please share with your friends. Thank you. Thank you.